0: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio.
1: Big thanks to Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt, that uh, full interview posted on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Could also check the video out, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So the bad news is no Jay Moore today. The good news, he is qualifying for golf down in Kansas City. Jay has been on the verge of having someone carry his golf clubs for a while. So good for him, uh, which means Thursday he will be uh, roped in to an appearance right before kickoff, Nebraska v. Minnesota. Again, we are on the road in Minneapolis on the Graduate Wednesday afternoon through Friday morning. And uh, that's powered by your friends at Lazari's, powered by your friends at Sauter Heyman. Big thanks to those guys for getting us on the road this football season as uh, we will make road tour stops in Minneapolis, in Boulder, and in East Lansing. 489-1240, 489-1240 numbers to get in. So open phones the rest of the hour. can pick up the optimism or pessimism where you're at as a Nebraska fan. Are you cautiously optimistic or are you just flat out? optimistic with the program. As uh, the motivational speaker, Coach Ed Foley, was asked about where are you going to be? Are you going to be at volleyball day? The answer no. They got to fly out Wednesday afternoon. But Coach Foley, this was beautiful.
2: I wish I was going to be there, but can't be in two places at once and we got a job to do. We got to go to Minnesota and rock and roll.
1: <laughs> got to go to Minnesota. Got a job to do. Got to rock and roll. so... Uh, interesting comment here by Brett and our friend from the uh Black Hills. And he's like what what uh past frost era player would you love to see under rule? Jojo Doman is absolutely a name. You uh, scream yes because I think you got a lot of Jojo Doman types on the field in that back eight, fair to say.
0: Yeah, I think Jojo Doman would be an interesting one with how well he'd probably fit into that jack linebacker mm-hmm. spot. I mean, he's a guy that loved Blitzing, great at it. I mean, I mean, he he covered as well as he blitzed with the interceptions, his ball skills. He was fantastic all over. He kind of has that that multifaceted ability that this this three three five defense really requires. That ability to to get after the quarterback and, and stick your nose in the run game, just the same as you, you protect that back end. Patrick with another great answer. <laughs> Ernest Hausman. Yes, wouldn't we all love to see Ernest? We'd Houseman. love to see
1: Big E back in Lincoln. Man, what a good ball player. What a what a special freshman, and he'll be well <laughs> probably playoff bound
0: at Michigan. But how about this for a name? And some of that flies under the radar. I mean, I think those star defensive players that we saw that twenty twenty one season all great answers with Cam Taylor Britt, with mm-hmm. Snacks locking up the middle, uh, with JoJo Doman. Like you're not going to be wrong with those. But how about J D Spielman? That's a guy that I think would really That'd be, be an interesting fit. And maybe Billy Kemp will provide a, a similar option. But J D Spielman, with what he provided on the the deep ball, with how much consistency he was able to get open on those those short to, to mid-range r- r- routes, I should say, excuse me. He would just be an interesting fit in that offense, especially when you look at how thin that wide receiver room might be early in the season as you wait for some of those freshmen to make an, an impact. J.D. Spielman, and I guess you can add Stanley Morgan to that mix as well. Both of those Spielman, names. Palmer, Morgan. Oh, Trey Palmer, that's I mean, come on. No no I'm just come, come on. That's that's low hanging fruit with Trey Palmer. It's not a wrong answer. I think anyone in America would love to have it Trey Palmer. It is not in the a wrong answer at all.
1: Uh, let's hear a little bit more from PJ Fleck and there is a ton of respect from coach Rule to Fleck and from Fleck to coach Rule. And uh, the topic that the coach laid out there there is going to be more inexperience for Minnesota than in past gopher seasons or teams. That's real. The question is, is how ready are they? We know they've been developed. All right. We know that Minnesota does a good job of developing. But it's live bullet time for a number of guys on the offensive line. You lost three guys to the NFL, uh, three, three first-team Big Ten offensive linemen. That was Minnesota killed it last year on the line. Uh, you lost uh, some talent on the defensive line as well. Just two starters are back for the Gophers. So uh, let's hear from Coach Fleck about his team's inexperience uh, going into this uh, opener against Nebraska.
2: You can say that it's exciting uh, as a head coach. It, it, it worries you a little bit. You have a lot of experienced guys, and the inexperienced creates. Oh my gosh, I wonder. When you use I wonder. That's a tough one. That takes a lot of belief and faith. Uh, But I would I I don't have that as much because I know how hard they've worked and I know eventually they'll get there, you know, especially the inexperienced players. The older players have done a great job of setting the example of exactly what it looks like, not somewhat what it looks like, exactly what it should look like and bringing those guys along. Uh, This has been probably one of the when you talk about the friendliest teams, meaning, hey, I got you, I'm going to show you the way that big brother type team. We've had really good ones in the past, but this might be the best we've had about pulling those inexperienced guys with them. Uh, when we go scrimmages and we let the young guys play, because we know that we got to bring our floor up, that's going to determine what our success is. is if, can we bring our floor up? Uh, the faster we bring it up and they, they catch the experienced guys or get up in that mix, the better we're going to be. The slower that happens, you know, there are probably going to be some more challenges along the way.
1: Time will tell. I mean, it's it's going to be uh, an interesting opener, just because of where Minnesota's at and uh, what Nebraska is coming in. And really, it's it's kind of that that blind taste test for both teams. It, you're you're really kind of figu- trying to figure out some ghosts. You don't know. You think you know. With what Nebraska's going to do, or going to be good at. Coach Rule thinks he knows what Nebraska's going to be good at or what he thinks they can do when they put the game plan together I'm really interested and this is what coach Foley talked about a little bit earlier today Elijah on the the field goal kicking you got Alvano and, and Bleak Road and tomorrow when we get caught up with coach rule we'll know who's going to be the starting kicker but that's not been great it's been an ongoing competition but it's been a lingering competition because no one's ceased it there's been some struggles with some
0: pressure kick situations. And the best way to deal with some question marks to the kicker position Don't is to make not a field need goal the game. kicker. Yeah, not need the kicker in a field goal game. Hey, when you get down to the red zone, go it Do you feel it like
1: it, though, man? I feel like it's absolutely – I think Thursday night will be a field, field goal game. We'll get more in-depth uh, breakdown as we get closer to kickoff, but I absolutely believe this thing's going to come down to uh, – to a drive and a stop it's not going to be comfortable for either team i don't expect a lot of points but i do believe it's going to come down to it could come down to a miss kick one one team or the other well, getting a stop or or dodging a bullet so to speak it could be final seconds it
0: could be the second to last drive in a fourth quarter where you had a chance at some points well and in a game that is forecasted to be close, it comes down to fine details. Fine details will allow you to win a football game in terms of avoiding penalties, uh, not putting the ball on the ground, and even if you uh, you fall on it and, and pick pick it up. And, and still a negative play, and you're going to punt. It's, it's, it's tiny little details like that, and I think you can throw special teams playing your kicking game in with fine details because it's, it's not... I mean, and Nebraska fans are, are a little bit of an exception to this rule over the past couple years. Generally, whenever you're watching a football team, special teams aren't the thing that are top of mind to you in terms of man. That's got to be buttoned up. It's a, it's it's something you, you gloss it's over. It's a long a year if They
1: need to be buttoned up.
0: It's yes, exactly. It's 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 a fine detail that like think about the NFL. Like you don't think about your kicker going out there and and nailing a 35-yard kick, he's making millions of dollars to go do so. You expect him to, to do that. But whenever he does miss, now it's a problem. It's the same with special teams at Nebraska. If they're fine this year, we're not going to talk about them beyond this week, you know, because it's a fine detail thing. But whenever the fine details are exposed to being weak, it becomes a talking point incessantly because of how frustrating that can be. And and I personally subscribe to the belief that Thursday will come down to, to – I mean, offensive and defensive line play, that's that's the Big Ten for you. But if you're able to go mano-a-mano in the trenches and both sides have some success, both sides have some failures there, that's whenever the fine details come to the forefront in terms of penalties and special teams. And, man, are, are you able to win the kicking game? Are you able to win the punting game? Is your punter able to, to pin Minnesota back deeper than than Minnesota is able to pin your back? It's, it's so many things that come into question, but it really starts up front with the offensive line and the defensive line. If you can win there, if you win the offensive line and you win the defensive line, your special teams matter so much less because generally in the Big Ten, if you win on the offensive line and you win on the defensive line, it's not going to be a close game.
1: That's uh, what the goal is. Now, my thought here early in the week is third and medium. We know Minnesota's good against – teams on third down we know they do really well because a lot of times it's third down and four or better for them so they they want to be living in that neighborhood so does nebraska so does any team what do you do on you're supposed to to get those third and twos third and threes third and fours anything above that third and five and beyond third and five to third and seven can can nebraska get some help From the tight end, can Nebraska be in third and short because they've done great on first down with whatever they're calling, be it an intermediate pass or the run game or the quarterback run game? That's where I'm excited if I'm Nebraska is because you got a guy like Sims that is a total wild card in a good way. And he's got to stay healthy. He's got to take care of the football. He's got to make great decisions. But he can be a beast with his legs with the improv part, with some run-pass option or RPO side of things. And, and likewise, I mean, Cali McManus is a guy that, that has some confidence against Nebraska. Came in, probably had one of his better games, honestly, against Nebraska as so he let a comeback win. So, to me, it's that third and medium. Um, both teams are going to probably struggle you, you hope for Nebraska's sake defensively, you hope Minnesota's not living in third and two, where they can just rugby style and plow forward with seven linemen on the field. But I do think uh, whichever team's better on those third and mediums, that situational football, that's going to be your winner. There's so many obvious takes when we get into the situations with turnovers and field position and TFLs, the the ratio of... Of, of big plays made by the Nebraska defense, Elijah versus the the uh, the big plays given up, right? What's that ratio look like? And just a, just a confidence. this team will be in position, you hope, if you're a Nebraska fan in the fourth quarter to steal one. Go win, go be a road dog, baby and and go make it happen early in the tenure. Get that mindset flipped around, not here we go again or, oh, man, we were so close again, uh, make it a different ending to a similar story. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and how close to perfection does that have to be? I mean, you watch the the Swamp Kings, Florida documentary. You know, he thought in that 2009 season, they're erring too much towards the side of perfection. They're not going out and playing football. But there's a healthy balance between wanting to have things buttoned up and also at the same time trusting your gut and knowing that you just got to go out and play football if you want to go win a football game. and it's it's so tough here on a Monday because a lot of these questions, it's just time will tell. Nope, that's just it.
1: More your comments, we'll get to those, get to some emails, can dial us up, 489-1240.
2: And now,
0: and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
1: Winding down a Monday tomorrow, Mitch Sherman going to be with us. John Mabry will check in with us as we gear up for Volleyball, volleyball Day in Nebraska and John does uh, an incredible job with his new book out uh, Volleyball with Nebraska. Nebraska Volleyball, the origin story. So we'll talk with John Mabry uh, also tomorrow on the show. Uh, Carry the one. I'm blanking. Who else do we have? Tomorrow? Yeah. You laid out Mitch. We got Mitch. We have Mabry. Who else?
0: Somebody will forget yeah. this is bad.
1: <laughs> it is. Forgive us. Don't cancel. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll be in Minneapolis Wednesday. Reminder, when whenever, whenever you get in, uh, come see us at The Graduate right across from Gopherland. Uh, Gopherland uh, Gopher being their stadium. I know it's not the bank anymore. I forget the, the official name of it. No,
0: it is still the bank. It just went from TCF Bank Stadium to Huntington Bank Stadium. Ah, Huntington. That's like the bear, right? Huntington Bear? Something like that. Paddington.
1: Okay. Well, I was right with the (laughs) the Innton part. Okay. (laughs) Was Paddington the stupid bear that cost like five grand?
0: I don't. I don't know. Was a teddy bear, man. Yeah. Well, like they They would advertise. And they they had the movie with Paddington bear. Okay. Well, I
1: thought there was some very good order, and a portion of the proceeds went to kids who were Oklahoma fans or something. I don't know. Help that you're Googling.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, here's a a three and a half foot stuffed bear. You can get at Amazon. I don't think that's what you're talking about. It's a big bear. 40 inches. That's, that's, that's three and a half feet tall.
1: Yeah. The Denver mascot's
0: going to bring him down. And- Only 500 for $500. You can get this damn near four foot tall stuffed bear. It's creepy as hell.
1: It is. It may chew you and spit you out at nighttime as it comes alive. More from Fleck. Let's go back there. (laughs) Let's let's get back to business. (laughs) Let's get back to business. Uh, Yes, the bear discussion. Forgive me. Uh, So with Fleck, we dive into some of his comments and the offensive line. Uh, That's going to be the question for them. Cut six here. The O-line starters, we know they've lost a lot. How does that fare as they match up against Nebraska's front?
2: You know what? I, I think you'll see more than just five. I think you will see more than five. Um, and that's because I think, you know, there's more than five starters. Uh, I don't think that there's just five guys that have completely separated themselves from everybody else, and the other guys don't deserve to play. They do. But um, how we'll do that, we'll decide that this week. And that's something we've talked about with with Searles
0: in the past and other former Husker offensive linemen on this show, how important it is in fall camp to build some continuity with your, your running backs and your offensive line, just getting your, your running game working as one cohesive unit, getting them firing on all cylinders. And, and I mean, if you're sitting here from a Nebraska fo- fan point of view, I think it's encouraging that Minnesota hasn't been able to identify a starting five. Now, maybe it's, it's what P.J. Fleck's saying you can take it at face value. and Yeah, we have seven guys that we think can start, but generally in football that's not quite how it works Guys I think that they're still trying to figure
1: out their five best. They've got yeah. seven that can play. I, that's but about it, how I feel. But it goes to a bigger discussion point about identity. Minnesota, despite being a new offensive coordinator, they're going to do what they do, and that's try to be efficient throwing the football. When they get you, they get you for nineteen on that stupid slant route, or their tight end up the seam. But they're just going to pound away, pound away, and then occasionally play action you. Uh, When it comes to the defensive line, stout task with uh, what should be an improved Nebraska offensive line. Improved doesn't mean dominant, but that's kind of the goal. Can they get to a point where they are trying to win in the fourth quarter?
2: We're going to find that outcome game day. You know, Game day is the ultimate test and judgment of where we're at. Uh, I think that's what, you know, you don't necessarily look at the win and the loss. I mean, everybody does. I get that. But how did we play? All right? And what do we have to continue to fix? We do that every single day, right? Practice, meetings, training camp. I mean, it's just every day. That's what coaches do. But when the lights come on, what does it look like? I think we've gotten better in that area. We've invested a lot in that area, especially with our, you know, eight, nine guys that will be rotating there. Um, I think we're definitely better, which has made our O-line better. But you got to go out there and prove it.
1: That is the big question mark, man, for Nebraska football fans. You know what? When you see it, is it good football? Is it football you're, quote, proud of? Is it winning football? And winning football means tough, physical football where you're manhandling somebody else on the line of scrimmage, offensive or defensive, and that is going to be the biggest indicator to go back to the optimism or cautiously optimistic discussion from hour one, is, okay, they hung in there, they traded punches, didn't go their way, or, all right, they hung in there, they traded punches, and they found a way. Mm. And that's kind of how, about since Saturday, Thursday night's going to go. And I love the opportunity for this Nebraska team, and I love the confidence, and not false smoke, Not false smoke. I think Coach Rule's been real enough with his team where he's gotten after him, where he's told him to go get out of my sight probably a couple, three times during fall camp. Both sides of the football. Because it wasn't good enough. What are you doing at this point? He has been very real with their level of intentiveness, what they've installed, cognizant of not trying to overwhelm but just get damn good at something and then hammer that, hammer that, win the play, win the series, win the quarter, win the half, win the game. Mm. I mean, it's all been process driven where it's just step, 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 which is boring and repetitive, but it's necessary for this football program.
0: And, th- and the question right now, and we've laid this out plenty, is, is just how much has that process led to better results on the football because you hear PJ Fleck talking about his offensive line and his defensive line. We've spent a whole bunch this offseason talking about the question marks there for Nebraska. The offensive line, have they made strides? We have a good idea who the starters are going to be and who's going to get a lot of play time there this year. But how much better did they get? Did they actually make a jump this offseason with another year that under Ryan? Are they a liability on third and eight? Mm-hmm. And you don't know because you don't know how good your defensive line is. Because That's been a question, too, with the depth there. How good are those freshmen that Nebraska brought in? Does Ty Robinson look great in camp because he's made strides and this is a scheme that fits him? Or does he look great because he's going up against weak offensive linemen that haven't quite made the strides that you'd hope? And it's the same question with P.J. Fleck here. Whenever he talks about his lines of scrimmage. I don't know who the starting five is going to be on the offensive line, he says. Uh, I mean, our defensive line, we'll wait and see once the live bullets start flying, how good they actually are. They've made our offensive line better, but maybe our offensive line just sucks. I don't think he knows what his lines of scrimmage are going to be either. So that's why that's the the biggest factor in my book, now that I've heard some of these coaches talk, is is is... I mean, uh, something that sounds obvious in Big Ten play, but whoever wins the line of scrimmage this game is going to win this game. And if you don't, you got to have a lot go right. As we kind of talked about the fine details with special teams, with turnovers, with penalties, you got to get all those things, all those uh, boxes checked if you're not going to win on the lines of scrimmage. But right now, that's where the battle is going to be won. And I think both coaches it's over. know that. It's absolutely over if you don't stalemate on the lines of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I think both coaches know that with their mm-hmm. comments they've made There is is we're not sure how good those are going to be, but hey, I tell you what, they better be good because if they're not, we're not going to win this football game. In this
1: game at this point in the year, but it is it is an advantage that you get this team, this Minnesota team, while it's not great to get them game one in their place at night, you at least get them early because they're a whole hell of a lot of different come midseason typically. Wind out of Monday, of Hail Varsity. We're presented by Currency.